So welcome to the Ethnic Vote, everyone. Um, in this little preview episode, we're going to give you just a little bit of a breakdown of what you can expect from us in this upcoming season. We have seasons now. Isn't that exciting? It's very exciting. Um, and uh, we'll just tell you a little bit about ourselves for those of you who are new here and what you can what you can expect from this upcoming uh, season of the Ethnic Vote. So Karan, I will let you have the floor. Oh my God. I will so allow much, you. That's so much pressure. So well, uh, just to kind of give you a little uh, background on what we've been doing. So we've been trying to be on air for the past year and and some months. Yes. Inconsistently a little bit. Inconsistently. But I think that's been because we're trying to figure things out. And we also, it's podcasting was new for us when we started in 2018, uh, just around the elections uh, in Quebec. So we've had a few pilot episodes, but what we're doing for now and starting 2020 in January, we'll have our first season launch of uh, the ethnic vote and we're going to focus primarily for the first season on our wonderful La Belle Province which is the province of Quebec. <laughs> Shazma's favorite it's subject. My to favorite talk about. topic. So much richness here. <laughs> yes, there's it's just I, I've always believed that and I follow politics obsessively. I believe that politics in Quebec is very interesting. It's more dynamic than the rest of Canada. Mm-hmm. Obviously politics is interesting wherever you go, mm-hmm. but there, there there is definitely more things that you can explore. There's more layers to to sift through when we talk about politics in Quebec. So and uh, now I'd like to give Shazma the floor. Well, do- just to naturally uh, jump off from where you're where you were going with that, you know, I think it's very interesting and it provides so much richness the context of politics here because Quebec is a very special and particular place. Mm-hmm. And I say special uh, with both meanings, <laughs> with the quote unquote special, but also it's special here. It's very different and conversations are very, very different here. And there's so much more potential for richness, um, for conversations around colonialism, around supremacy, around race. And I say this as a person coming from Toronto. So I grew up in Toronto. I'm not technically, uh, like I wasn't born here. I'm mm-hmm. technically an immigrant, but I grew up in Canada. And my experiences have been in very diverse um, places in Toronto. And without much of a conception of what it means to be Quebec in Canada and what it means to be a person of color in Quebec in Canada. And so having moved here a few years ago with kind of all of that, you know, critical thought and knowledge in my mind, and then, uh, you know, learning about the history of this province and about the conversations around race and um, or lack thereof, in this province, I think has been really eye-opening and very, very interesting for me. And I, and I think that that's what you can expect from us in this podcast, right? I mean, I think that there's a very, uh, there's a lack of representation of our voices, of, of people of color in general mainstream media in Quebec, and um, certainly not with the nuanced types of critical conversations that we like to have around politics, around, you know, culture and society and things like this. So, and I think my favorite part about Quebec has always been that um, when I moved to Quebec 15 years ago, now 15 years ago, I think I was introduced to the concept of linguistic racism or language racism because I never thought race. Race to me was a very kind of black and white, no pun intended there, issue <laughs> where we talk about color, skin color of people and how there's a history. Sure, race is a very North American construct, right? Yeah. And then obviously I was introduced to my own racism going growing up in India and in terms of how caste is also another form of racism, yes. but that's for another podcast. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Yeah, but I think for me what's unique about Quebec is that language has been used as a tool to stifle any sort of debate around race and then further this kind of majoritarian idea of what a society should look like. So that's always been very fascinating for me and that's why I say that Quebec is very interesting in the larger context of Canada. 
So thus, that brings us to why our podcast is called The Ethnic Yeah, Vote. so some of you who are native Quebecers or who have, who've grown up in this province might recognize that term, or those of you who grew up in the 90s in Canada and followed politics might recognize the term The Ethnic Vote. Um, it comes from our uh, previous uh, premier, premier yeah. of this province and uh, leader of the Parti Québécois during the separatist movements of the, of the mid-90s. Um, Jacques Parizeau. Uh, so there was, if some of you will recall, a, um, a referendum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was in 1995 yeah. um, for whether Quebec would separate. I don't remember the exact results of that vote, but it was quite close, right? Yeah, Ke- I think and it was 49, 49 51, was something like this. It was something very, very close. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Quebec was not, uh, they did not win that uh, referendum. referendum. So we're still a, a whole country, a whole nation state. Here, um, but the result of that, um, Monsieur Parizeau went on. Uh, he he did an interview or something. Well, he, he was on stage conference. because after the results were announced, he got on stage and then he said the defeat of the uh, sovereignist vote, where Quebec was not allowed to separate from Canada, he attributed that to one particular reason. Well, he said money and the ethnic vote. Yeah. And obviously, uh, in the mid nineties, the ethnic vote primarily meant people who were not white Quebecois, right? White yes. francophones. And they voted against it. I think that's why he was trying to put everyone in this one little pool of people. Yes. Uh, but that became synonymous with, in, in the politics of the 90s and ever since, any sort of uh, discussions around race in Quebec. And that's why we thought this is very apropos, apropos. to use uh, <laughs> this as our name, because I think what we're trying to do, and as Shazman just kind of alluded to, to bring our voices, which we've We've struggled to find mm-hmm. similar discussions, similar voices, similar perspectives in discussions around politics in Quebec. So well, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. People of color, people who are um, placed on the margins while they're not really on the margins. But in terms of discussions and in terms of uh, diversity of voices, that's what we're trying to do with our podcast. And just to say in terms of... Uh, so for, to, to go back to Jacques Parizeau, in fairness, he did kind of acknowledged that maybe he had gone a little bit too far in his commentary. He, so, mm-hmm. he sort of said, you know, that it was frustration that led him to say these things. And um, um, But the truth is that sentiment very much remains today, right? Mm-hmm. That whole, the ethnic vote causes this. When you think about the ways in which people conceive of uh, Montreal mm-hmm. and the population in Montreal and how we vote, um, in this city and versus the rest of the province, right? There's mm-hmm. always a separation between Montreal and, and rural Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it's 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 still a very disparaging way to describe all of us. Like in the moment he had explained that, you know, he was frustrated because he didn't succeed in gaining the solidarity of fellow Anglo and Allophone uh, Quebecers, citizens, which is quite disparaging because he sort of framed it in this way that Allophone and Anglophones did not see the cause or were not Absolutely. in solidarity of the cause of their Absolutely. fellow Quebecers, which is very po- problematic. Which uh, is also that that's how they've been always branded. They're always branded as federalists versus francophones who are more seen as sovereignists, right? Mm-hmm. So and I then, think it's, it's a simplification of the identity of how people politically vote. It's that. disparaging too, and frankly. And then it's disparaging, exactly. Um, and then he sort of went on to say that in our society, it's not healthy for cultural communities to all vote the same way. 
First of all, it's untrue. It's very generalizing. You know, cultural communities don't all vote the same way. Same way. Um, you know, there obviously are... there's stereotypes in terms sure. of how an ethnic group votes, mm-hmm. but I think it's again, it's disparaging because what you're saying is that a whole homogenous unit of people think a certain way, and that's why they vote a certain way. Mm-hmm. And all of this to say is that this view of you know, quote, the ethnic vote remains. The sentiment remains today in Quebec, mm-hmm. um, and it's t- kind of tinged uh, generally um, by the air of general kind of casual racism and systemic racism in this province that we'll see and we'll further explore as we go through the season of the podcast and i, I guess we want to say a little bit a little bit about ourselves to who we are oh yes tell us karen tell us about oh, you i go first yes. well i like i said i moved to quebec immigrated to quebec now coming up to 15 years uh, 2006 i grew up in india i went to school in india and then came to study do my master's degree in montreal um, I believe immigration is a very um, pivotal moment in anyone's life when you choose to leave the country of your origin and move to a new country. Um, so I think uh, that it, it was an extremely important time in my life. Um, how do I identify now? I am a community organizer. I work in my community. My uh, different hats that I wear is that I work uh, specifically on issues that are close to my heart, LGBTQI plus issues. I work um, in different issues surrounding race, uh, other social justice, the environment is something that I'm extremely passionate about as well. Um, And I'm also a a screenwriter and filmmaker. I've made a few short films on issues that are very close to my heart. And I do podcasts with Shazma. (laughs) Um, So I guess guess that's my segue. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm clearly a podcaster and a writer. Um, Something that some of you don't know about me is that I'm a recovering urban planner. (laughs) And I have a lot to say about the the profession of urban planning um, as a kind of tool of colonial hegemony. But we can have that conversation another time. Um, so, you know, I grew up in Toronto. I'm, you know, I'm from Kenya, actually. I'm Indian in background, but I'm from Kenya. And so I feel like kind of that crossing of oceans and, and provinces and borders has really shaped my perspective. And I tend to approach the world through that very critical, some will call radical lens, but, you know, I don't see that as a kind of pejorative term. I think that that's being critical and being um, curious and... Uh, challenging, you know, your society and your norms is really, really important. And so that's what you can expect from me. Um, And truth be told, I'm still learning and unlearning a lot of things. And so, you know, welcome to this journey with me. And and I'm looking forward to engaging in in, in more, you know, conversations about this and about our cats and our dog. God, well, I'm a proud, proud parent of three pets. Yes. Um, I have uh, Luyu, who's my first cat and then there's Sid Hart who's the second cat so Lou and Sid um, they're brothers they're from the same litter um, and my dog's name is Mozart and he's a recent <laughs> addition to our household he was brought into our household in the summer um, and he's adorable he is a papillon and he's only eight months old but he is the, the sweetest the sweetest little he's the apple of my eye and obviously I wish I had three eyes because all three of them are apples <laughs> of my eyes but that's uh, my little farm of animals. I only have the one. I have my little um, He's worth Gilbert so or yeah. Gilbert, <laughs> as my Québécois friends like to call him. Um, he's my sweetest little guy. I can't tell you, you know, it's, it seems a little frivolous that we're sitting here talking about our pets, but I don't have any children, and he is my family. And um, I have to tell you, you know, like, I don't know if you feel this way, but having a cat really has... Having him in my life has changed my life in so many ways. 
it sounds really stupid and silly to say this, but I think that the way to those who don't have pets, I think it might sound this way, but I think that the way in which you learn to interact with another being on their terms, I think teaches you so much about yourself mm -hmm. and that's kind of so applicable and transferable to your relationships with other people. Like um, Gilbert is very, you know, he wants to be around you, but he has his limits and he's very clear about his limits. And if you cross those limits, you're going to know. So he kind of forces you, and I've sort of seen these in like animal shows before, you know, he forces you to regulate your emotions in a way where you cannot be impetuous and you cannot be impulsive and you cannot be needy and you can't be too much. You know, you need to maintain that kind of zen for mm -hmm. him to trust you, for him to be there and for him to engage with you. And, um, and also he's the fuzziest, cutest little guy. I love him. <laughs> I also, he's our mascot. He's our default mascot. He's our default mascot. <laughs> I also apparently go around giving names to pets. Yes, you've given mine several. So, Munchies is my name for <laughs> Gilbert since this morning. But I have to agree with Charles Nanda because I, I never grew up with animals. So mm. animals came to me only like a decade ago. But I think the one thing that the animals have taught me and they've taught me so much is that I've been able to, as Charles Nanda was saying, see the world through the perspective of prism of another, another being, another creature. And my respect for animals has grown so much. I think I place animals even above human beings on so many levels. <laughs> I think they are the most amazing, amazing beings, creatures of our planet, and there's so much we can learn from them. So I'm really privileged to have three animals in my life, and they teach me something every single day. And I love them dearly. So Yes, and the reason that we're telling you this is because, number one, Gilbert is our mascot. I don't care what you say. I'm unilaterally making this That's decision. That's fine. He's also the older of the lot, right? Yes, he's the patriarch, let's say. And Mozart are little babies still. So. Yeah. Um, but, um, um, you know, I, like, I, I genuinely mean this when I say that, you know, he, interacting with him has taught me so much about how I interact with other humans. And... Um, and I think that that's really key to the types of discussions that we have and we're going to have in this podcast. Um, just kind of relating to each other on a human level, like take away ideology, take away the systemic conversations. I mean, we're still going to have those Absolutely. because obviously they Absolutely. inform our experience. But on a human level, how do we relate to each other and how can we look at each other in a way that's, you know, compassionate and meaningful despite mm -hmm. or in, in spite of where we come from, our backgrounds, our perspectives and, and that kind of thing. Because the one thing that connects us all, and I say this often, and I repeat myself all the time, is our humanity. That's yes. the one thing that's common to all of us, no matter who we are, where we come from, what language we speak, what color we are. We are all human beings. Exactly. So, Looking forward to interacting with you in this upcoming season. Please uh, send us your feedback, your thoughts, your comments, your questions. Um, we'll link our socials and where you can reach us in our show notes. And um, till the next Looking time. Looking forward to keeping this going. Yes, till the next time. Bye.